Hello and welcome to another episode of Right Care Baptist. I'm Jake Lancaster, an internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer for the Baptist system. And I'm Amanda Comer. I'm a nurse practitioner and I'm the system director for advanced practice providers. And today we are very honored to have on Zach Chandler, our chief strategy officer. Zach, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me today. Look forward to the discussions. So for those in the audience that, that don't know you, can you just give us a little bit of your background and then, and then tell us what a chief strategy officer does? Sure, be happy to do so. Boy, I joined Baptist back in 1997 and came here as an administrative fellow. I've served as the CEO of five hospitals, uh, served as a market leader for our regional markets, our operations kind of outside of Memphis, and then our operations as the Metro market leader uh, before transitioning into the role of chief strategy officer back in 2014. And uh, so come to a strategy officer role with a little bit different background, I would say. Uh, my goodness, uh, I had an opportunity to grateful for just with the system to be able to work in, in essence, our, our, some of our smallest hospitals in the systems to medium-sized hospitals to our largest hospitals in the system. And then in our system offices as well. So. Phil, it's, it's been a blessing to be able to see kind of a, a lot of different perspectives in healthcare and how it's delivered in different communities with different resources. And uh, it's how do you apply a lot of those learnings through the years, uh, whether it be from straightforward operations or, or strategies, uh, the implement and markets to keep improving healthcare every year after year after year. And uh, grateful to be able to serve in this role and be able to do a lot of that work from a system perspective now. Let's talk about that a little bit more. You, you said, you know, as part of your role, you're thinking about how to improve healthcare. So, just in general, from a chief strategy officer perspective, you know, what what are the things that you look at, the things that you do on a day to day basis, quarterly basis, um, that you think about um, when you think about how to, I guess, improve healthcare for our communities. Yeah, it's a great question. I will say as a, a strategy officer, you have to be an optimist and kind of see the world in the lens of, of the glass half full. I, I cannot help but think about when asked this question of just when I began in healthcare back in the early 90s. And uh, it was about 1991. I never forget sitting down with the first CEO of a hospital I ever met with. And I listened to him share really about all the reasons not to go into healthcare. And I remember walking out of his office and I thought to myself, I know exactly what I want to do in life. I want to work in healthcare." And as I reflect back, even, you know, 30 plus years later, thinking about uh, that time and that conversation, you know, what holds true was he was expressing a lot of the maybe frustrations that he had as a as a leader and trying to change the course or turn the ship and so forth. And all I could think about the whole time was, but listen to the issues you're bringing up. Those are opportunities for improvement that will make not only employees' lives better, but most importantly, patients care better and the delivery of healthcare better. And I could not think about being a part of something, um, you know, more rewarding than being able to dedicate your career and just to, to serving others and helping others so making a difference out there i guess you would say that's one of the great aspects of of serving in healthcare is you get to make a difference in people's lives so so grateful for that you know when i go back to, to just asking the question of how do we make healthcare better um 
the first thing I always I think about maybe early in my career as well was oftentimes it was how to make operations better. Inside of a hospital, inside of a clinic, inside of a surgery center, how do you make the day in and day out kind of operations better and better and better? And a lot of that meant things like uh, quality of care and, and customer service and and how do we reduce infections or complications uh, for patients? And those to me are absolutes. I would almost put them in the category of table stakes. If you're going to be involved in healthcare, those are things that are absolutes. You have no choice. You have to be focused on those things. But if I reflect over the last maybe five or eight years, I think we're going through a transformation as an industry. And what you kind of see happening is people's experiences outside of healthcare with other brands, with other companies, whether it be from a retail experience of purchasing a product online, uh, whether it's receiving a service, and you see enormous differences in service, whether it be online, but also ask you to think about where are places that you go and receive service in person. We have seen some businesses really change our expectations of what service could really be like. Even as simple as think about a drive through at a fast food restaurant, the differences that you see between restaurants, uh, whether it's, you know, again, a fast food to even a, a delivering food at home, the difference in experiences that you can see. And now people are saying, hey, that made a lot of sense. That was a lot better. How can I have that in healthcare? And so when they engage with a physician office or a hospital or a health system, and you can see their wheels turning and they're wondering, why can't I have that same experience that I had over here applied to healthcare? And I absolutely love that. Um, I think that is one of the biggest transformational changes we are going through as an industry is transitioning from, you know, to, to really focusing on what are our customers' needs? What are their expectations? How would they like this health system to be different and deliver their care differently than they have in the past? And what a world of difference that makes for them. Wow, that's interesting. Really looking outside of healthcare to develop strategy as well. So where do you start? How do you develop a strategy for a large health system? Yeah, great, great question. You know, to some you would say begin with the end of mind, uh, but one of the things we have learned in doing that is it really begins and ends with hearing the voice of the customer. And I cannot express that loud enough. So many times I think about, okay, yes, you've had 30 years of experience working in healthcare. You probably have some good answers you can immediately put on the table as to what would make a difference. And you also could say, well, let's look at the data. And I think that's also important. So you're going to use your own experiences. You're going to look at the data and what does the data say? But then the most important, I believe, is we've got to hear the voice of our customers. We've got to go ask them directly. And I think as we do so, we are having a lot of epiphanies. And one of the easiest things to think about when you first start contemplating asking our customers their opinions, I just ask you, think about one of your family members, think about one of your close friends that has gone through needing healthcare services. 
what was their experience? And generically speaking, what I think you find time and time and time again is oftentimes the the quality of care was there. You know, they had a procedure done, they were admitted to the hospital account or better. Um, staff were friendly and nice to them. Overall, good communication. But when you hear their them tell their story, they start to reveal a lot more of what they personally and emotionally experience. It's their emotions, it's their feelings. When did they feel anxiety? When did they first call and were just trying to figure out, you know, wondering and felt lost of who is the right physician to go to? Or what's the best place for me to go and get that care? Or the anxiety of, you know, how much is it gonna cost? And do I have to pay it now or is it later? How does all that work? How do I even find out? How do I even compare out there? You, you can just hear the questions going on in people's minds. I think it's fascinating, even looking today, some of the studies out there that you'll see, you know, 83% of customers when surveyed are going online to see what the reviews of a physician or a hospital or, or, or surgery center is even after they've been referred to go there and even scheduled to go there, they're still looking up. They're looking for that. Was that the right choice? And they want to understand, you know, are they making the right choice? What's best for them? And so you start to then ask yourself, okay, if those are the questions going through their minds, how do we build for them the best journey, the best experience possible? What can we be doing different as a healthcare provider to help eliminate or answer those, you know, that anxiety, but at the same point in time, provide confidence and quick answers to those questions so that they're constantly in a positive state of a mind and emotional state. Uh, it looks very, they look positive, look forward to healthcare. Uh, it's a great experience when you come and engage with the health system. You know, that's something we need to constantly be striving for to change. So let's talk a, a little bit more about um, developing strategy. So one of the things I think about or learned about, I guess, in my MHA program was, uh, you know, SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, certainly seems like there's a lot of threats on, on the horizon when it comes to healthcare. You know, we've had the pandemic. There's a lot of movement in the um, you know, in industry. You know, Amazon just bought, um, you know, one medical that made a lot of headlines. Um, how do you think about, you know, kind of those four domains when it comes to a large health system um, and, and use that sort of framework to develop a strategy? Yeah, that's a, another great question. I think in looking at strategy, you're doing a, a few different things. One, you're assessing the marketplace. So you don't operate in isolation without competition. There's tons of competition. There is tons of disruption that is constantly coming your way by new organizations. And a lot of that, that activity of competition and disruption occurs oftentimes because the customer's needs are not always being fully met or to the level that the customer would like for it to be met by. And they see a new value opportunity that customers would really appreciate and want to choose. So one, when you're doing that SWOT analysis, which I think is absolutely critical, you need to kind of look nationally and worldwide. How is the world changing? How are customers 
you know, beliefs and, and trends and desires and wants and needs changing. What are competitors doing nationally? What are competitors doing locally? And I think you've got to do that SWOT analysis on both, understanding what are their strategies. You know, and then you're kind of looking at how you play offense and defense of, of what are the strategies you're going to put into place. But I think you have to think about it in a context of our customers. What are the strategies around our customers? What are the strategies, kind of offense and defense, that you have to play in a competitive marketplace with, as you think about from competitors, whether it's tech companies, retail companies that used to be 20 years ago, healthcare was all local. It was right here. You know, today we operate in a world where you have Amazon, you have Walmart, you have CVS, you have the payers becoming payviders, you know, whether a payer and a provider both uh, coming in. They're, they're acquiring, you look at United and employing, what, 50, 60,000 physicians across the country. So the world is changing. Your competitive landscape is changing. They're offering, you have to understand what are the new services they're offering. Should you be offering those? Should you be partnering with those companies or should you be directly competing with them? And it's probably a combination of answers as you think about those um, to best meet your customers' needs. But, but you need to understand you're not operating in isolation. And then finally, I think about what are your operations as well. So we think about the strategies in kind of three areas, the customers, the marketplace, and then also what are strategies you're still putting into place, going back to those beginnings that I spoke to earlier, of just day in and day out operations. Where do you need to see significant improvement and constantly working to drive greater efficiency, uh, greater effectiveness, greater quality, greater service. Uh, we really categorize ours around what we call the four rights, the, you know, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time at the right cost for our customers. So lots to be done. <laughs> so how long does this process take to develop a strategic plan? Yeah, I, one is I think, well, one is a strategic plan is never finished. And it is constantly, it's a living, breathing document. And so as you go on through through life, uh, the organization's life, it is constantly having to, and, and an important point is I think, you know, businesses, you cannot come out with a business model and expect that to hold true forever. The world keeps changing how you deliver that is going to change. You know, if I use a Sears and Roebuck example or a, a Blockbuster example, you know, of obvious ones out there had their time in place with the catalog. But then, of course, the catalog got replaced by other items. And so, you know, stores that were in person to then stores in person being moved to online, it's going to, your business is always going to evolve. And if I could say one thing to, you know, day in and out if you're not involved in strategy is recognizing understanding the business is going to keep evolving but i think what always holds true at least with an organization should be your principles your values as an organization your your mission statement as an organization those are things that hold constant and true um, they can last 100 and 200 years uh, into the future so I, it's it's just constantly evolving. Um, we go through an annual process of looking at our strategic plans. 
but quite frankly, you you never stop looking at them. You're constantly cycling. Go through the PDCA cycle, you know, the Plan Do Study Act or, or Check Act, and making sure everything from the plans are out there. You're getting them done. You're checking to make sure it's on course and disruptions that may or may not be occurring, and then what actions you need to continue to adjust and make. So it's a never-ending process. So let's talk about how data and information um, influence strategy. You know, 20 years ago, you definitely didn't have as much data at your fingertips as you as you do now. Um, how has that you know increase and in the digitization of medicine and healthcare and um, changed over the last uh, couple of decades? And, and what does that mean for us on a day to day basis as far as you know how we can plan for the future? Yeah, it's another great question. You know, there's exponentially more data than we probably ever dreamed of. And if I look just across the Baptist system, we are inputting across the entire organization, all the employees, all the physicians, everybody in there in the charts, entering information every day on patients and customers. We actually enter in almost a billion new lines of information every single day. It's kind of mind boggling when you think about that. Now, so all this data, that's just within our own system. And at the same point in time, you also have much more information about what's happening in the industry, what's happening in the markets. If I think about price transparency, it was just, you know, a year ago of, of hospitals publishing kind of their prices and rates online to now insurance companies here this last month of publishing information online about their rates to, to providers and so forth. So you're seeing more and more studies being conducted as all this data comes together about customers and their preferences. So I, my point being is that we have more resources and data than we've ever had. And one of the great aspects of that is it lets you really lock in and measure, you know, are we making a difference and what are the areas we need to focus on? I think one of the greatest challenges of that much information is you can kind of paralyze yourself and just looking at information. So you got to be able to, to focus on a problem. Uh, focus is, is critical in the world today. You look at, I think, everyone in life and all the distractions you can have online that keeping focus is also very critical in, in the strategy as well. So tons of information, more and more and more. I, I, I get to work with our teams on the analytics and reporting in the system. And uh, you see, you know, just a lot of excitement when someone asks a question and you're able to provide them with kind of concrete evidence uh, that's very, you know, factual evidence of there to help answer that question. It's not just a guess or a gut intuition but you're able to back it up with data. And that helps us all act with more confidence and more speed. Do you have any projections on what healthcare will look like in 20 to 30 years? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's a great question. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out a few, few uh, prognosis for the future. One of those would just be, you know, I, I think healthcare is gonna be integrated into your life so much more and how our devices work with our daily behaviors. So whether it be your phones, your watches, or whatever glasses and sorts of devices come out into the future, I can't even imagine what all 
electronic devices and technology devices are going to be connected to us in our daily lives. Um, I think it's going to influence our behaviors. I also believe that healthcare, if I look at even just what Baptist has done over the last year or two, even with piloting experiencing during COVID of just hospital from home, you'll see care continue to be rendered more and more in the outpatient setting, whether that's at home or by mobile. Uh, I think you will see us much more connected to our patients than ever before because of technology. Uh, and that means not only data from them, but also communications and engaging them, becoming part of their lives. And I would say maybe another final transformation that in 20 or 30 years we'll absolutely see is I think healthcare traditionally, going back when I began in healthcare, was about that episodic or that, that acute event. Somebody had something wrong, they came to the ER, they came to the doctor's office, and you work to treat that specific item. And then you disconnected to from them for a year period of time or three year period of time or whatever time was before they came and sought your services again. To the future is we're part of their daily lives, 365. Yeah, it's not just that one acute event, but we're involved in their health overall throughout their lives, day in and day out, and just their routine. And that's exciting to me. Uh, to me, that that's a picture of a healthier population overall. So you gave a little bit of optimism there, and you started the, the podcast with, with saying, as a chief strategy officer, you had to be optimistic. Um, you know, I would say these last few years, it's been hard to be optimistic in healthcare with the pandemic, with burnout, with staffing shortages, and a lot of the challenges that we are facing. Um, give us some some more reasons to be optimistic about the coming years. Yeah, you know, I again, I think with all technology is really still, I believe, kind of at its infancy on how it will be involved in delivering care. So I think we've done a tremendous job in the past of a lot of maybe equipment inside of the hospitals and surgery areas and so forth and, and imaging to, to be able to diagnose or treat and do a procedure on someone. But I see now technology becoming part of the care team. Uh, also, when we think about that future, I don't think it's, it's, it is your, your primary care physician is still critical and kind of a quarterback in things. But I think you're going to be surrounded by a care team of individuals. I see the future as being, my goodness, everything from your dietitian to, to, to mental health to physical, you know, activity and exercise and well-being uh, to how it will just be involved from your productivity during the day and really understanding how you're living life. And I see a lot of energy and effort focus towards making people's lives better, healthier, more productive, more enjoyable, uh, that allows them to engage with their families, their kids, uh, their friends in ways that uh, they may not have could have done so in the past. And so making things better for people, again, continues to provide that, that motivation uh, for the health system. Um, how we deal with the business side of it, that's always probably the challenge part of it. Uh, but I, I think it is, you know, you, you constantly are motivated by the patients and the customers that you care for. 
And that makes all the difference in the world, seeing kind of the light shine in their lives, uh, the difference that folks have made. It's really about the patient. Yeah. So my, my final question, do you see tra uh, strategy as a personal trait or a skill that an individual can refine? Yeah, great question. I, I think it's both. I, I think it's both. Uh, you know, I, I would just encourage is, is just how we are all wired a little bit differently. We all have different skill sets and gifts and talents, but we're also the neat thing in life is we're able to learn to do so many things. And uh, I think just some basic principles there uh, with strategy that anyone can do. People understand and have had experiences Think about the journeys they've had with healthcare and what strategies would they employ if they could kind of wipe the slate clean and redesign healthcare? Uh, what would they do different? Come with a curious mind, constantly being curious about how we could make it better, how we can make it better. Uh, curious to look at the data, curious to understand why things are the way they are, but also how can we change them for the future? So. Tremendous amount of curiosity, which I think is an innate in people, and then uh, stepping back and kind of looking at it from the big picture, but also looking at it from personal experiences, too. So every one of us, uh, as we live life, have those traits to bring forward. That's really great. You know, uh, I think it's a good place to end on. And I, I know, you know, there's that, always that saying that um, culture eats strategy for breakfast, but if we got a great culture at Baptist, and so, you know, I think it synergizes well with our, our strategy. Um, but thanks again for, for coming on. Um, I always enjoy talking with you, and I know I learn a lot every time I do. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening to Right Care at Baptist. Remember, if you follow the link in the show notes, you can redeem this episode for CME credit.